Happy Monday. Today is a very special Monday. Indeed, it is the kickoff of the National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And this year we are celebrating it's time for a change. And I say celebrating because I look at this week as focusing on the lived experiences of people with eating disorders and looking at how we can learn so that we can continue to impact society so we can continue to impact diet culture. And so today I'm going to share with you a special episode about facts on facts and why eating disorders absolutely need to be talked about. And I have something just for you as well, friend. So you'll want to stay tuned to today's show. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self podcast. I'm Lindsay Nickel, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. Hey there, girl. Today we are talking about facts on facts and why eating disorders need to be talked about. It is a very special week. It is the National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And during this week, it is really time to educate, to educate the population, to talk about eating disorders. Eating disorders are serious mental illnesses, and they have the highest mortality rate than any other mental illness. But what is so mind boggling is that we still live in a world where an eating disorder is looked at as not a mental health problem. Many people still view eating disorders as a choice. I absolutely 100% know that this is seriously untrue. Eating disorders create shame. And in our diet culture society, if you're struggling and you feel trapped in your skin, while others seem to be unlikely to understand, it results in even more trauma, even more disordered mental health behaviors like depression and suicide. Even though eating disorders are not widely discussed, or at least not as common or open as we should, right? Like when we think about anxiety, I mean, everyone talks about anxiety nowadays. Didn't used to be commonly discussed. It didn't used to be a thing. And I don't say that to minimize it, but it's just, we talk about what we feel comfortable to talk about. We talk about what is going to fill the narrative. We talk about the things that don't make people seem so alone, yet an eating disorder is the number one, number one highest mortality rate than any other mental illness. And we still don't talk about it enough. Why is that? I think personally, I believe that society still has such this negative judgment around disordered eating. Like if you look at social media and you look at all of the diet culture trends, I mean, it is a weight loss industry of 60 billion plus dollars a year with a 95% failure rate, a 95% failure rate. And typically those that are failing 
are also experiencing all of that shame, all of that guilt, thus leading to disordered eating. And I just feel like even though it is not a rapid topic that people want to address, by understanding this mental illness, we help people feel safe. We help people who deal with so much between their ears and we help people without judgment. And that's exactly what I'm here to do today. If you know someone that struggles with an unhealthy relationship with food and their body, or if you personally do, maybe you don't know all of these facts and these statistics that I'm going to share with you today. But I really think it is a great episode to forward to someone in your life because every single person either has an unhealthy relationship with food or knows someone that does. Eating disorders are not just shared by skinny models. They affect all humans. All humans. And so today I want to talk a little bit more about some gut-wrenching facts. And these are not to trigger you. These are not to leave you feeling paralyzed or give you a lack of hope. These are to propel you. These are to educate you because we cannot face and confront what we know nothing about. And we cannot continue to walk around and pretend like this is not something extremely, extremely important to face and to discuss. While you know my story, and if you haven't, I really encourage you to check out the first episode, Welcome and My Story, because you will get a better understanding if you haven't been following along with me week to week on the podcast of just my background and my relationship and unhealthy entire life, basically, of an unhealthy relationship with food and an up and down battle with food and my body and restriction and all of the different ways to completely, completely malnourish myself in my life. But for today, I want to put my story aside. I want to put my level of understanding aside. I want to bring you research, friend. I want to bring you the truth, the facts. I want to bring you what professionals in this space know to be true, okay? So I'm gonna share with you a lot of research today from Johns Hopkins. I'm going to share with you research from the National Eating Disorders Association. I'm going to share with you research from ANAD and research from the Eating Disorders Foundation. There's going to be so many different places where researchers have done studies and national studies on the psychology of eating disorders and the statistics that are conducted on an annual cadence to share with the population, and this is public info, so you can go out there, you can Google it, and find multiple different resources out there that will share with you all of these things that I'm discussing today. But while I'm bringing them here in this forum is because if you struggle with an unhealthy relationship with food, you don't even probably understand the impact, the worldwide impact, the impact that disordered eating has in America. And when we are in our own stuff, friend, by no means is this to finger point at all, but I will just share when I was in my own stuff, I was in my own stuff. I wasn't concerned about what it was essentially doing to me outside of what I was trying to control. I wasn't concerned about society and other people that struggled with disordered eating. Yes, I felt like I could relate to them. And yes, I felt like I was the only one majority of the time that had the issues. But today I wanna bring this to the surface because we don't talk about it enough and you're not alone. And that is my overarching, my overarching theme for today is you are not alone. 
I want you to take this information. I want you to share it with a friend or I want you to consume it today. Just from the factual understanding of what researchers have found. And I want you at that point to then get educated yourself. I know this is going to get your feet wet, but I want you to go out there. I want you to get educated yourself on the impacts of eating disorders. And while that might not be enough to change your story, while that might not have been enough to change my story when I was dealing with my own stuff, I want you to know today that you're not alone. And this is extremely important, okay? And then I want you to envision the best version of yourself, free from the shackles of what this disorder is doing in your life, present day. What does she look like? What does she look like? The best version of you. And then at the end of today's episode, I'm gonna share something just for you, a gift for you, some support for you, complimentary, completely free, And I want to hear from you, okay? So that's the next step following today's episode. Let's dive in to some of the research that I found when I was prepping today because it is insane. And I never knew how common eating disorders were. And obviously over the years, it's become more and more common. Essentially, 30 million people in the United States have an eating disorder, 30 million people. Eating disorders, they affect all genders, all races, all ethnicities. They don't discriminate. If you haven't listened to any of my previous episodes, I really encourage you to go back and listen to the episode, Your Food Struggle is Real and You Are Valid, episode 20. You're going to want to go back to that one. Now, back to the research. 9% of the U.S. population are experiencing an eating disorder in their lifetime. And less, this is what is crazy, is less than 6% of people with eating disorders are medically underweight. Friend, this goes to show that it does not matter your body size if you are experiencing unhealthy relationship with food. It does not matter if you are a size 0 or a size 20. It doesn't matter. Here is another gut-wrenching fact. Every... 52 minutes, someone dies from eating disorder complications. Someone dies from the very thing, from the very thing we have been created to consume, to live. Someone is dying from that very thing. 26% of people with eating disorders attempt suicide. This is linked to depression. It is linked to anxiety. It is linked to all of the things The economic cost of eating disorders is $64.7 billion every year, every year. And I've talked a little bit about this before when it comes to young girls and children and even men and those that are in sports and athletic teams. I want to share today a couple statistics about young girls. 42% of first to third grade girls wish that they would be thinner. 81% of 10-year-old children are afraid of being fat. 46% of 9 to 11-year-olds are sometimes or very often dieting. And up to 57% of adolescent girls crash diet, fast, vomit, take diet pills, or laxatives. And in a recent college campus survey, 91% of women admitted to controlling their weight through a diet. It's just mind boggling that we live in a society 
where these things are not talked about more. Instead, we're promoting the next big diet craze. We're promoting the next big diet pill. We're promoting the next hardcore exercise routine. And we literally have people dying every 52 minutes. Access to treatment is also definitely a concern. Only one in 10 people will receive treatment. 80% of women and girls who do receive treatment are often sent home way earlier than they should be. What's even crazier is the cost of treatment facilities. The cost of an outpatient treatment, including therapy, medical monitoring, all of the things where you are essentially involved with multiple medical professionals. If you have not gone through this or you have not supported a loved one of your own, you know, i.e. a child through this, it can extend to $100,000 or more, okay? Yes, I'm quoting the US statistics there, but what I'm saying here is that the cost to get support and treatment out there is outrageous. And that's even once we diagnose this as a problem or a concern. That's even once we raise our hand and say there are issues. A majority of the people that struggle with disordered relationships with food and their body are not coming forth and talking about it to other people because of that shame, because of that judgment, because we're not open enough as a society to have loving arms and say, you know what, we're gonna get you help. You know what, we are going to stop doing this. We're gonna be the change. Did you know up to half of people that have an eating disorder also misuse alcohol or drugs at a rate five times higher than the general population? One really important fact that I found that is huge that I wanna share with you today is that those people who do seek help, 60% of them will live life free from this terrible disease. They will make a recovery and they will live life like I currently do. Thus why I'm here today to talk to you, friend, about the importance of seeking help for yourself or seeking help for a loved one and encouraging you today, encouraging you to share the message because your body may change and none of us were created to have the same structure, the same build, the same body. Our gravity point here on this planet is just that. It's our gravity point. And we shouldn't be defined by that gravity point. We shouldn't be defined by that structure, by that body type. And when we can start learning acceptance, when we can start moving to a point of freedom, when we can start living intuitively with how we were designed and created, that's when we can start moving from perfection to purpose. That's when we can start experiencing life as it was meant to be lived. That's when we can stop doing all of these unhealthy behaviors that are totally consuming who we are. And we can start loving those people around us. And we can start pouring into our passions. Maybe today you wonder why these statistics are just so outrageous. And yet still, we don't talk about them enough. Still, we hide underneath bushes and we pretend like these secrets that we have in our closet aren't worth airing out. They aren't worth getting help and support for because we feel confused, terrified, and judged. You are missing out on the life that you deserve because you are not owning your present state. In order to change, we have to accept all that has made us into who we currently are. And we have to be able to adapt and let go of what no longer serves us. These statistics are so important because what I haven't shared with you today 
that they not only impact women, they impact men. 25% of American men, 25% of American men and 45% of American women are on a diet on any given Monday. This is why bringing this out to the light and exploring eating disorders and sharing with the population can only do nothing but help. Not only are we talking about it more and able to share that you aren't alone, but it gets the general public as well to understand that even though it's not talked about commonly, it's actually extremely common. 13.5% of athletes struggle with an eating disorder. Among high school students, rates of eating disorders among athletes is higher than non-athletes, with 7.3% of athletes compared to 2.3% of non-athletes. And yes, I'm also gonna share a couple things that I found today about research and the relationships between our eating disorders and media. There is a positive association between exposure to beauty and fashion magazines and an increased level of weight concerns or eating disorders in young girls. And the importance of thinness and trying to look like women that we see on television, in movies, or in magazines, for girls from 9 to 14 year old, begin to purge at least on a monthly basis. One study found that subjects reported an interest in weight loss as a means of becoming like those that they relate to on television. And if that's not enough, let's talk about ethnicities and minorities. Rates of minorities with eating disorders are very similar to those of white women. 74% of American Indian girls reported dieting, purging, and using diet pills. Essence Magazine reported 53.5% of African American females were at a risk of an eating disorder. And eating disorders are one of the most common psychological problems that young women are facing right now in Japan. But one of the things that I really want to go back to is that with eating disorder treatment, 60% of patients can make a recovery, but only one in 10 people are actually out there seeking and receiving that treatment. Friend, if this is you today, I just want you to understand you can be part of that 60%. And another reason I wanted to chat with you all today is to shed some light on the impact since 2020 when COVID-19 occurred. The impact and increase in eating disorder behaviors is off the charts. 65% of people with an eating disorder reported more food restriction. 35% of people reported more binge episodes. 19% of people reported frequent purging. And the most significant behavior that leads to eating disorders is dieting, according to the American Anorexia and Bulimia Association. One thing I also wanted to mention to you today is in the United States, binge eating disorder is the most common type of eating disorder. It's more common than HIV, more common than breast cancer, more common than schizophrenia. And in America, binge eating disorder is also three times more prevalent than bulimia and anorexia combined. Also, a really, really, really important statistic here is that almost 40% of people who struggle with binge eating disorder are male. So what I want you to understand is every single type of eating disorder, whether it is binging, whether it is purging, which more than half the people who have bulimia, which is an eating disorder that involves purging behaviors, 
more than half of the people who have bulimia also struggle with some sort of anxiety disorder, and one in 10 people who have bulimia also struggle with alcoholism. What's also extremely important is that bulimia is five times more common in women than it is in men. Okay, Lindsay, so you've shared all of the statistics, and there's a gazillion more, guys. I I could talk for hours about this, but you've shared all the statistics. Now, what are we supposed to apply in our own life from today's episode? I told you I had something just for you, and I do. I typically only offer one-on-one personalized coaching sessions with clients who are truly serious to change their life and to start showing up as the best version of themselves. Those who are ready to recover, those who are ready to find freedom, and those who are ready to do whatever it takes to get to that place. But for this week, being that it is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week, I wanted to have the opportunity for some of you who might not be able to afford services, for some of you who might not be able to tell the people in your life that you love and that are afraid or that need support, for some of you that are listening to me and you're struggling, you're one of these statistics right now and you know you don't want to be, but you don't know where to turn, I have something just for you, friend. I want you to send an email to my inbox, info at lindsaynickel.com. I'm opening up a group session and I want you to come and be a part of it completely free, completely free. So I will send you details once you email me at info at I'm going to need you guys to reach out. I'm going to need you guys to put yourself first and take advantage of this free resource. Take advantage. Change the future of your life by taking one small step today that you're going to be happy and proud of yourself for tomorrow. I'm only offering this currently, so if you're listening to this podcast at a later date, it's okay. You can still come in for coaching. Got a great services going on for you too. Find us at lindsaynickel.com. But for this week only through March 5th, so from February the 27th to March 5th, you can send an email over at info at lindsaynickel.com and we will add you to the listserv. We will add you to the community and we will make sure that we have time together for support, for open questions, and for you to have a place of love and a place of peace because you deserve it because you're worthy. What is that gonna look like? It will probably be a virtual Zoom call, potentially an hour. I mean, if we wanna talk and chit chat, I'm sure I'll stay on longer, but I want you guys to find a place that you truly have support. I want you to be able to hear from other people and I want you to be a warrior in this journey. So if this is you or this is someone that you love, if these statistics have touched your heart today and you are determined this isn't where you want to be anymore. Send me an email over and let's get you part of that session because I would love to bless you, friend. I hope this has been helpful and I am going to pop in over in the community. So if you're not part of our community, go to Hope and Healing for Eating Disorder Recovery on Facebook and find us there. I'll also link everything in the show notes. But for now, I just want to say I love you. I'm thinking about you. Share this message. Share the awareness of eating disorders with others this week. Love on a friend. Love on a sibling. Love on a daughter. Love on a spouse. 
And if it's you and you're listening to this and you know that you're one of those people that's impacted with this unhealthy relationship with food and body, I want you to know I'm loving on you from afar. I see you. I wish only the best. With hugs and all the recovery love, bye for now, girl. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show, and I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.